everyone. Welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with one of our own moms here at Baby Chick, Cheyenne Bell, and the founder and CEO of Day Forward, Erin Shapiro. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Day Forward. If you haven't heard of Day Forward yet, they're a completely new type of life insurance that protects your family by protecting your income. So if you die, your family will continue to receive your twice a month paychecks just like they depend on today until your kids are adults. CEO Aaron Shapiro has a long history of being a marketing and technology executive, serial entrepreneur, but most of all, a father and a husband to a wife and three children in New York City. He spent his career using digital technology to help make people's lives better. After leaving his last company, which helped some of the largest companies in the world modernize their business with digital, Aaron decided to take on the massive and important problem with financial security and the life insurance industry. Which brings us to today's episode and the importance of having life insurance if anyone depends on you financially. We're so happy to have Aaron here to talk about Day Forward, which brings us to today's episode and the importance of having life insurance if anyone depends on you financially. We're so happy to have Erin here to talk about Day Forward and for Cheyenne to share her story. Cheyenne is a busy mom of two young kids who suddenly found herself a widow in 2017. Since then, she has become passionate about educating other young couples about the importance of preparing for the worst. She recently wrote an article on our site about becoming a young widow and why life insurance is such a crucial element when planning for your future. And Cheyenne is here today to talk about her story and insights on this very important topic. We know life insurance in general is one of those things that you don't think about at first, and it might not be everyone's favorite thing to talk about, especially what-if scenarios about ultimately death. But it is important when you decide to start a family or already have a family of your own. Erin and Cheyenne are both here to discuss why life insurance is so important for keeping your family financially secure, the importance of having the right amount of coverage to protect your loved ones, and lastly, how day forward income protection is different from conventional life insurance and what they want families listening to know. Let's welcome Erin and Cheyenne. Hi, Cheyenne. Hello, Erin. Thank you both for joining me today on our podcast. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. And to begin, Cheyenne, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Sure. Um, I am a mom of two great kids. Uh, They're now ages eight and six. And I am a, I guess you would call me a work from home mom. I do a bunch of things. I work uh, in writing and editing. I'm also an estate planning attorney and I uh, homeschool my kiddos. So I have a lot going on all at the same time. But I got here basically because my husband back in 2017, late in 2017 in October, I woke up one evening uh, to some real strange sounds coming from his side of the bed. And I look over and it seems that he's having a seizure. And All we knew is that he was healthy as a horse. All of his physicals that he had every year, every time he went to the doctor, he was fit, he was healthy, he was young, he was only 36. You know, all of this indicated that he was healthy and strong and we didn't have anything to be concerned about health-wise. But what I'm seeing here in this, you know, late October evening is my husband is not okay and I don't know what's going on. 
so through a series of me calling 911 and trying to do a CPR and getting my neighbors to help me and then eventually him being transported to the hospital the whole time he was unable to be resuscitated we get to the hospital and it doesn't take long for the uh, ER nurse to come in and tell me that um, the doctors are doing everything that they can, but it's not looking good. And would I like to come in and be with him? And of course I did. And so I watched as they continued their efforts, but after a few minutes, they turned and told me that there's nothing else that they could do, that his heart was not um, beating and they couldn't get it to start on its own. And I just knew, I, I knew that there was nothing. I could feel that he wasn't there anymore. And he hadn't been for a long time, even though I was begging and praying that that wasn't true. But he did pass that night. And for several days afterwards, I had no idea why. And it was the one of the most confusing things I'd ever been through because, you know, for all I knew, my young and strong and healthy husband just died suddenly. And there was no rhyme or reason to it. And I was left at 37 years old with no income, no support system, no husband and two kids and a life that didn't look familiar to me anymore. So a few days after he died, I did find out that he had had a massive heart attack and he had severe coronary artery disease that according to the medical, uh, the ME was genetic, something that his body basically just accelerated coronary artery disease to an extent that it just clogged all of his arteries. And there was no way he would have survived much longer, even if we had revived him. He basically had a ticking time bomb in his chest. And I also found out that there was no test, no physical, no exam that could have been done except for one that would have told us what was happening. And that's a, a calcium scan of the heart. And doctors don't really order those for everyday patients unless you have a history of heart disease. And we didn't know that his family had a history of heart disease. So we never got that test. And um, so he passed. And since that time, I've been trying to pick up the pieces of our life and move forward as best we can. But it did create a world of chaos and, and confusion for a long time and still, and every day I'm still learning how to uh, move forward without him. So that's basically how I got here. Cheyenne, thank you so much for sharing your story. I remember meeting you and meeting Gary and he was such a charismatic, fun, wonderful person. And when all of this happened, it was just mind blowing. And I so appreciate your strength and um, sharing all your story with us because it's something that people don't want to think about that could potentially happen to them. And by sharing your story, it, it could potentially help hundreds or thousands of people to, to, plan for a future that we hope just never, never comes. So thank you again. And Erin, please tell us a little bit about your role in Day Forward and what Day Forward is. 
Yeah, definitely. So I'm also a parent. I'm a father of three boys, ages 12, 10, and 7. It's pretty crazy in my house as well because everybody has Zoom school. So it's mass chaos (laughs) all the time. So in addition to my day job as being a dad, I'm also the CEO of a new company called Day Forward, which is a brand new direct-to-consumer life insurance company that we started about a year ago. Amazing. And we've been so fascinated learning about Day Forward. So we're excited to have you a part of this conversation. But Cheyenne, for you, what do you wish you and Gary had talked about and done before he had passed? So I gave myself a lot of grief because even though at the time I was a stay-at-home mom and I hadn't practiced law for a while, I was still a trained attorney and I should have known better to make sure that we had our ducks in a row, you know. Um, And I did, in fact, have our wills written, but we never had them signed and properly executed because life just got so busy and we had another baby and then we moved and then we just forgot. And so while I kind of halfway prepared for stuff like this, it wasn't wasn't enough. And, And I should have been more diligent about getting all of our stuff done. And I also wish that we had discussed just the the reality of life insurance, because like you said, people, especially young people, young couples don't think that these things happen. These things happen to old people, you know, sick people. And so like most young people, we thought we had time. And so we didn't really worry about it. I mean, we would discuss it here and there every now and then, especially if he got a new job and it was part of his benefits, we would just briefly say, hey, do you want to invest in this? Okay, sure. There was never a true discussion about what it meant, what the uh, consequences were of not having it, how much we needed. You know, there was never a full discussion. And and I really wish that we had had more, I guess, foresight uh, into doing that, um, doing the responsible thing. But another thing that a lot of people, I hear from a lot of people is that they don't understand insurance. Right. It can be confusing and kind of not sexy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, first of all, who wants to talk about that? And secondly, what the heck does any of it mean? So let's just have a glass of wine and ignore it. Right. And so that that's kind of how we went about it. We just, we didn't understand any of the terms any of the, you know, the complicated, and it just, it was just like Chinese for us. You know, we, we were not understanding something was lost in translation every time we tried to sit down and figure it out. And so that's something that I wish that we had spent more time, maybe even discussing it with an agent or somebody who could guide us since we didn't really know where to start. So I do regret not having done that. Yeah. And that's why we're grateful that Aaron's here today because he's going to help us answer these questions because sometimes people don't even know what questions to ask. Like you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So, but Aaron, for you, what, what's your experience with life insurance and and why did you start day forward? Yeah. So the experiences that, that you shared really resonate with me because it reflects a lot of my, my personal experience, although, although nowhere near to what you experienced. But when I, several years ago, when our kids were younger, was when I was first exposed to life insurance. And I had the same exact journey. You know, my wife and I were told that we should have life insurance because a financial advisor said, hey, you should probably get life insurance. We didn't really know what it was or what it meant. It was confusing. There was so much jargon. And when I finally did it, and admittedly, I was lazy about it, and my my wife had to push me a lot, 
it was a really annoying process. I, it took about four months to get a policy, believe it or not, from the time I started to sending it to me. People would send me complicated spreadsheets about which type of benefits to get, things I didn't even understand. And I, and I think I'm pretty good at finance. And they had people would come to my house, get my blood work. It, I remember actually sitting in my living room and my two-year-old at the time came in and there was and a phlebotomist locks on the door. That's someone who draws your blood. And I let her in and she sets up this whole medical contraption on our living room, like coffee table. And she's doing my blood work and my all this crazy stuff. And my t- son is like, is actually scared. Like, what's, what is this crazy medical thing happening in our house, right? And anyway, so it was like this for four months. I had to go to a facility. It always stuck in my mind that it's a really hard thing. Life insurance is so important. You know, 40% of families in America don't have life insurance. So they, they're exposed to something that happens. And it's just really hard to get. It's confusing. It's time consuming. And it shouldn't be something that's so difficult. And that was really the early origin for why I wanted to start this company. And the final thing that that persuaded me to do this was that my last company was a consulting firm where we worked with large companies across America, helping them modernize their technology with the internet. And we had some insurance companies as clients. And what was amazing was that when you talk to them, and this is the most senior people in the companies, they just weren't focused on their customers. All of their discussion and conversation was around how to uh, make the brokers happy, how to get help agents get more commissions so they'll sell more products, sales, sales, sales. And it wasn't really about helping the families that their policies were for. And that just seemed wrong to me. And so when I decided to start a new company, I felt that that was a really important problem to solve. Financial security is such a big problem for Americans. And there's an ability to use technology to make it much easier for families to understand life insurance and to get the kind of financial security that all families should have. And that was why I decided to start Day Forward and and, uh, bring it to market. That's amazing. Because you're right. You already don't want to talk about something because it's painful to talk about or uncomfortable. And then when you start going down that process, if it's feeling more like a chore, like a job, that you have all these things that you have to do, you're like, ugh, what's the point? We can just push this off later. So so that's wonderful. There's actually another personal story I share that I've actually never shared before, but since Sam was nice enough to share her story. So we actually launched officially in Texas in January, just a few weeks ago. Right before we launched in the fall, I actually got extremely ill. I was in the hospital for six days. And actually, I had two surgeries. And after my second surgery, the doctor actually said, well, now we're past the life and death scenario. Everything's going to be fine. Ha ha ha. And I didn't realize until that moment how serious it was. I'm thankfully now totally fine. But when I was in that moment and saw it, I was just, you know, you kind of see your life flash before your eyes a little bit. And I was just really, really glad. And and the first thing that came to my mind when this happened was if something happened to me, would my wife and would my children be okay? And it was this instinctual thing. It wasn't like I was debating all the other things we think is important day to day. I didn't even think about, like, I didn't think about my job or anything. I just thought about my family. And it was just really reassuring to know at that point in time that because of the planning that my family had done all those years back, that they would be okay. And it just gave me a, a personal peace of mind when that happened. And, you know, thankfully, I'm totally healthy now and everything is fine. But it also really underscored my conviction about how important the work that we do every day is, because it's such an important issue. And when those moments happen, you're just so happy that you had the foresight to do the planning. And I feel really grateful that I did that personally. And I hope that other families are never in the situation that I was in or Cheyenne is in. But if they are, they're prepared as well. Right. Well, and to that point, Aaron, it's 
after Gary died and I kind of, you know, I had to start figuring things out for myself and how am I going to survive this? Because he died without any, we had no life insurance, we had nothing. And so when he died, I lost, not only did I lose my husband, I lost my house, I lost our way of life, I lost everything. And so I had to figure out how I'm going to support these two kids after having been home for over six years, I can't just jump back into the workplace and expect, and then who's going to raise my children? Do you know, it's like, it was the scariest thing that I have ever been through. And so not only did I have to figure that out, but then I had to figure out, okay, well, I don't want this to happen. Like if something happened to me, I want my children to be taken care of. So I start looking into life insurance. And like I said before, it was so confusing. But then one of the things that I noticed is that I can't afford it. Like there are these monthly premiums and you only get a lump sum, maybe $350,000 was the only thing that I could afford. And that may last for three years. And then what? Then what? You know, and so that just, it made me angry. I felt like traditional life insurance was really, it wasn't even worth what you were putting into it because you get a giant lump sum in the beginning that you think, if you're not thinking ahead, you think, oh, this is great. It's $350,000. But if you really break it down, it's not going to last very long. And then what do you do? And so tell me how Day Forward helps to solve that problem for a person. Yeah. Like, how is it different from the traditional life insurance like Cheyenne's asking? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and what you're saying is absolutely right, which is a lot of people don't realize that how much life insurance they should have and what's appropriate for their family. And as a result, more families are exposed. In fact, in fact, studies have come out that have shown that, believe it or not, 97% of people, 93% of people with life insurance actually have the wrong amount for their family, where uh, if an adverse event happened, they'll have to have a decline in their standard of living, or in less often cases, they actually are overinsured because they were sold inappropriate policies, and they actually are. You actually get a windfall in a few cases as well. So there is there's a lot of misconception. What we did when we started to think about day forward was we went back to we we really went back to the grassroots. We said, okay, well, we're going to become an actual licensed life insurance company. So we're the carrier. We're actually the company that issues the policies and takes on the risk. And we did that because we wanted to create a completely new kind of life insurance and really built from the ground up to support families. And a lot of this harkens back, if you go to Wikipedia, you'll see that the very first instance of life insurance actually dated back to ancient Rome, where they had burial costs. And if you were a member of this, you agree that if one of the members passed away, the others would chip in to pay for funeral expenses and also to ensure that that family's standard of living continued uninterrupted. And so we kind of took inspiration from that. And we said, how can we make a much simpler policy for families that was easier to understand and did a better job protecting their family? And after a lot of research, we developed a really, really simple approach, which you can explain in a sentence. And that is that if you die, your income continues uninterrupted until your children are grown up. And that's it. There's no face value. There's no confusion about what what the amount of coverage is. It just replaces your income. To give a concrete example, let's say that you're married and your partner makes, let's say, $5,000 a month. So every other week, they have a $2,500 salary that's sent to the family, and that family lives on that money. So with day forward, if that person, heaven forbid, passed away, they would get a $10,000 check to cover funeral expenses, plus that $2,500 
bi-monthly salary that they got before would continue uninterrupted until their children are grown up, which can be 18, 21, or 26, depending upon how the family wants to do it. We recommend a longer age. We recognize that it could be more expensive. And the beauty of this approach is that it's really the most direct way to assist families, because if the spouse or the parent passes away, that income is lost. So you don't have to figure out about what lump sum math approximates their salary. The salary is just replaced automatically. And so the family does not experience any change in standard of living. And likewise, the family doesn't have to worry about a lump sum payment and how to manage that money or whether that money is too much or too little. So we think it's a much simpler approach that's just smarter and makes more sense and is much easier for families to understand and purchase and also give them peace of mind that if something did happen, their families would be okay. That's awesome. But that leads me to a question about what about me? (laughs) Because I'm a stay-at-home mom, basically. And what income I make is pretty minimal and I know wouldn't support my kids uh, completely. So how would you ensure a stay-at-home parent? Yeah, that's a great question. So for parents that are stay-at-home, we allow them to basically, we can calculate an estimate for what the replacement income is, for lack of a better word, that would be needed to make sure that the standard of living would continue for those children. And that would be the amount that we can insure. So it's a very similar concept, but it wouldn't be tied to the income. It would be tied to what the expenses would be. And then we would calculate that with the single parent. And that can be the amount that's insured. So it's really about making it simple, which is it's not, you know, it's not about what big amount of money you're getting. It's really about what is the amount of money that your family needs over time. And let's create an income stream to make sure that your family's standard of living stays the same. And we just think that's a much simpler, more powerful approach for families. And you actually raised an interesting point earlier that, you know, is 350 enough and like that kind of stuff. And what we find is that sometimes people will buy policies without doing the math. So to your point, let's say that you make $100,000 a year and you get a $350,000 policy. Well, in three and a half years, that's all of your income, right? So then what happens in year four? So people often don't think about the math. And that's why we find that really oriented around income and replacing that income is just a smarter way for families to think about managing this kind of difficult situation. Yeah. I love that you guys have really taken this approach that probably hasn't been touched for decades, (laughs) generations, and really thought about how people are living today and what people really need in a crisis like this with your company. that's And I, I really also appreciate that you recognize that stay-at-home parents also provide value, even if it's not a paycheck to the home, because even if you know, uh, a stay-at-home parent passes away, what about childcare? What about you know, all the other things that they're taking care of? Those are services that will then need to be paid for. So I love that even... Yeah, those are very important things, definitely. Yeah. That's right. And that's why we often... We're actually, one of the interesting things is that a lot of our early customers, we end up actually talking to both both partners and the family. So that way they both get covered and you can actually do it with Day Forward where it's just a single payment for both people. And that way, if there is a stay-at-home parent, to your point, and they do pass away, they're still bringing tremendous value to the, the family. Of course, the love that they're bringing can't be replaced, but that economic value they're bringing to the family, you can't estimate. So at least the single parent who would be left the, the parent that's left would be able to have money coming in to make sure there's child care and all those other expenses that would then have to be incurred. 
you know, the other interesting, the other point you mentioned was, you know, because of the pandemic we're going through, we actually thought about that a lot too. I mean, if you think about my experience with a phlebotomist coming to my house and we have to go to a medical test center, people don't want that in this environment. So we also wanted to think about how to make it really simple for people to buy a policy so they wouldn't have to do things that they wouldn't be comfortable with in, you know, in the time of COVID. So we've built a lot of technology and what the technology does is allow most people to go through our entire process online at dayforward.com, where from the time they hit the get started button until they actually are an insured policy can be just a matter of minutes. And we have a lot of technology that automates the underwriting process that normally happens with life insurance that can take a month or long, a month or longer for the old school insurance companies. And for the few people that do need a medical test, and we do require that for some people so that way prices are affordable for everybody else, we try to do an at-home test kit where we send you a kit in the mail and you do a Zoom with our nurse practitioner. And that's how we can do the test, which you basically pinprick your finger and, and do a swipe inside your mouth. And we did that because, again, and then a day later, we will get your results and then you can, we can then um, be able to give you a policy. So we did that because we really wanted to think through the whole experience and make it something that is really as easy and frictionless as possible so that once families do make the decision to get life insurance, it's really easy to actually make it happen. Well, and even in the time outside of COVID, I think that is so appealing because, you know, the thought of having to schedule a phlebotomist or, or go to a doctor, having two kids to drag along with, I mean, that in and of itself would turn me off to even looking into a policy. Oh, yeah, there, definitely. There was actually a, a mom we spoke to who was price shopping, comparison shopping before she even knew about Day Forward. She had a few different phlebotomists came to her house because each different insurance company wanted the phlebotomist to come. So she's coordinating all these multiple things. And then she went through our process and she actually didn't believe that it was so simple because she's like, wait, you didn't have to send a phlebotomist? How come? And we had to explain that because of our technology for lots of healthy people, we can do it all all automatically with technology and data. And then she was done. And she was so incredulous that it was just much, much simpler than the way things worked before. I love that. I was going to say, so that's part of the application process. Can you actually, Erin, how does how does it work? How does the application process work? Because you're making it sound so simple, which I love. But explain to us the ease of all of this. <laughs> what makes it so easy? Definitely. So when you go to dayforward.com and you hit the Get Started button, we will ask you seven steps for different questions about you. So this will be your name, your address, your which we need because we have to validate your identity to prevent fraud. We'll ask for your age. We'll ask for the age of your youngest child. We'll ask for your income. And then a small number of questions about your health and lifestyle. For example, if you um, have had a history of different medical conditions, but we try to keep it pretty lightweight. And based on that, we've built an automated underwriting system, which basically analyzes that information you've provided us and information that we provide, we get from you from third-party sources, which you're giving us authorization to as part of this process. And then based on that, we're able to give you a, a real price right away. We basically figured out how risky it is to insure you. And from that, we give a price. And we've tried very hard to make our prices affordable. So what we did is we looked at what would be the price for our policy. And I want to point out, you don't have to figure out what policy is right for you. We just say, when you get a price, we say, okay, this is the price for a policy which continues your income until your youngest child reaches adulthood, which by default is 21 years old. So there's not much really to figure out. It's all laid out for you. 
And we made sure the price is affordable so that if you were to go, our goal is that if you were to go to a comparison shopping service and get more of the old school kind of lump sum life insurance, our price would be comparable based on what they would typically recommend. So we, because we want to make it affordable for folks. And um, anyway, so then if you like the price, you hit the literally the checkout button and then you go through a five-step checkout process, which is things like putting in your credit card and telling us who would get the money if you pass away so we know who the beneficiary is. And then at the very end of that, you're actually insured. For some people that might have some medical conditions, the process will be, it's still fast, but a little bit longer, where we might have to have an underwriter look at it by hand, and then we'll get back to you right away. But that's usually adds about a day to the process. So it's still pretty lightweight. Mm-hmm. How easy is it to change the policy? Like what if you lose your job or get another job or your spouse gets a job after being a stay-at-home parent or whatever the case may be? Is it just as easy to get it changed as it is to apply? Yeah, that's a great question. So that's one of the other innovations we brought today forward was that for old school life insurance, if you buy a life insurance policy, that policy doesn't change. It is what it is. And so if you then a few years later, have more income or your situation changes and you need, you want different life insurance, you have to get re-underwritten and get a whole new policy. And uh, that could be risky because first, as you're older, you're generally more risky to insure because you're more likely to, the older you are, the more likely you are to pass away. So it could be more expensive. And if you developed a health condition during that period of time, you might not even be able to get new life insurance or it's way, way more expensive. So there's a risk there. With day forward, not only does the policy work the way we said about replacing your income? We've also designed it so that your policy changes as your life changes. So if you get a raise, you can automatically um, increase to your new salary. And that's all automatic and with preset pricing. There's a small number of edge case exceptions, which you can look on the FAQs. But for most people, this is the case. And it's all preset pricing. It happens right away. Similar thing is if you have a child if you have another child, then you would want to make sure that that child is protected until they're grown up. So it's a similar idea that in most cases, you can automatically extend your policy until that child reaches adulthood, all with preset pricing as well. So we're trying to make it very, very simple for people. So that way, the policy can adjust as your life changes. And you can take into consideration the things you're talking about. You make more money, a stay-at-home parent decides to get a job, Somebody loses their job and might want to have lower life insurance for a period of time. That's the, uh, you have another child you want to adjust. So we wanted to make it a very flexible thing so that the policy can change with your life. Awesome. I want to ask, you know, when you're making this decision and you're doing it all online, what if you're just like not sure you're applying for the right thing? Is there, is there someone that they can talk to directly rather than just filling it out online? Do you guys offer that? Yes, we do. So in addition to being able to do it online, we also have licensed agents who are, are experts in life insurance and they're able to, and, and generally run financial security. And so they're available to help. And so people can call, they can chat. And we're actually finding that roughly half of the people want to have a phone call with us. So we do want to make that as easy as possible as well. That's great. I was going to say, Cheyenne, you, you know, have gone through this and are wanting to make sure that your kids are settled and taken care of if anything happens. Hearing all of this information, is this, what does it make you think of when you're thinking about your story and what you've gone through and also looking at different insurance? Like, what's your perception of all of that? I really... I wish that this had been around before Gary passed. I wish it had been in existence when he was alive so that we could have 
discovered it, looked into it, this would have been life-changing for me because one of the things that I lost, like I said before, besides losing him, was he was our sole provider and his income was what we lived on. And when he passed and I found out that we didn't have any life insurance, that was it. Like I had to sell the house. I had to sell his car. Like I just couldn't afford the lifestyle that we were maintaining. And I had to start all over on my own. And and it it was terrifying. It's still terrifying. You know, I have the weight of the world on my shoulders when it comes to providing for my kids. And, you know, there are a lot of days where I worry that I'm not going to be able to do it. And so having this as an option for us would have been, it would have given me so much peace and it would have allowed me to, I guess, grieve without the added stress of how am I going to keep us alive? And so I think, you know, this, I'm just happy that this exists now because now people who invest in this product will have that security, that peace of mind, that if something happens, they don't have to worry about where their next paycheck is coming from. And that's something that until you experience losing it, you really don't fully grasp how important it is just to know that you still have that income coming in. So yeah, I really wish that it had been around before. I was going to say, and me, I'm 37 weeks pregnant with our second child. I mean, (laughs) thank you. And it's a very, when you're bringing life into the world, it's, that's definitely when you're thinking about death too, (laughs) of like, okay, what if something were to happen? And knowing that this service now exists and I'm so grateful, but I want to ask you both, um, Cheyenne, if you can start and then Aaron answer after, like I said before, life insurance is just not very sexy. Anytime I've tried to bring it up to my husband in the past, he just gets uncomfortable and is like, I just don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about anything happening to you or me or whatever, but it's a conversation that needs to happen. So how do you, how can couples get started talking about this important conversation and encourage them to get life insurance? So so Cheyenne, can you, can you tell me your, your thoughts? Yeah. So I started telling my story because I wanted other people, especially mothers. Honestly, it starts with women. Let's just be blunt. (laughs) It was the same thing with me. My my wife started with us. Yeah. Moms, women, they are, I mean, yes, it's uncomfortable, but especially because it's statistically, it's going to affect us more. They are not as afraid to talk about these things and plan for these things. I think men are a little bit more adverse to thinking about it. I know I've had, I started writing wills after Gary died because I wanted to make sure that young couples got their stuff together so that this didn't happen to another young mom. And so I have had a lot of clients who drag their husbands to come see me because they just don't want to talk about it. And I understand it. It's a scary, scary thing, but it's so necessary. And so what I try to do is um, encourage women and mothers to to tell their husbands, look, I really think that we need to sit down and talk about this. Let's get a babysitter. Let's drop the kids off with grandma and grandpa. Let's have a glass of wine and let's just knock it out. Let, let's just focus on what is good for our family, what is good for our future. And let's just have a night of talking about this uncomfortable topic and getting it out of the way so that we can all have peace of mind and not have to worry about it anymore. And I think, you know, if you approach it as a sort of a, 
a business discussion, maybe a date night business discussion, it makes it a little bit easier for men to look at it in that light. You know, all right, this is business. This is something we need to do. Let's get it done. But, you know, I mean, those, those are the things that I try to encourage women and moms to talk about with their husbands, you know, talk about getting your wills done and talk about life insurance. Those are the two main things you need to have done so that you can have that peace of mind, knowing that your family is going to be taken care of if you, if something were to happen to either one of you. That's so helpful. Erin, what about you? I mean, you even said, yeah, your, your wife was the one that was pushing you towards this. I'm the first of it. I drag my feet. And in hindsight, you, it's something you just don't want to face, right? You just don't want to face it. I drag my feet. Absolutely. And it only took that, that personal experience of, of mine a few months ago to realize how stupid I was for dragging my feet, because that was when I emotionally felt how important it really is. The th- look, this is something that we talk a lot about at Day Forward. And what the way we think about it is, first, we try to make it not a hard decision because we try to eliminate the things to figure out. And we tr- we're, our goal is to try to make it impulsive. Like, like my dream would be that when a family wants life insurance, they can literally hit a button on their app and boom, they're instantly covered. So there is no debate. It's not a hard thing. It's not something to put off. You just... You just get it done right away. Obviously, we're not that simple, but that's what I would love. That's like our ideal dream state because we think that it should be something that's just easy for families to understand and do. And we think if we can make it that simple and intuitive, then we can cross a lot of the resistance. And the other thing I'll point out is that it's often less expensive than people think. This is the average cost of life insurance in the United States for a typical consumer is about $600 a year, which if you think about the peace of mind you're getting for that it's a relatively affordable proposition. People often think it's thousands and thousands of dollars to get life insurance. And for many families, it's just, for most families, it's just not the case unless you're a very high net worth individual. So we try to think that if we can make it simple and affordable and intuitive, people can have that, have that conversation. And, and, to, and to your guys' point, you're right. It often is something where you just have to kind of set down and make a point in doing it and make the decision and get it done. And the final, the, the final stat I'll throw out is, this tragic situation happens more often than people think. Believe it or not, one in 17, fa- one in 17 children will experience the loss of a parent uh, before the age of 18. People just don't realize that it really can happen to them. And it's just, it's such a simple thing to, to take precautions for that we're just trying to make it easy. So everybody, just everybody does it. There's no reason why 40% of American families are exposed like this. Mm-hmm. Since becoming a widow, like, I mean, I knew that there were young widows, but I didn't realize how common it was until I became one. Because since I became a young widow, I have personally seen three friends lose their husbands suddenly in the three years that I've been a widow. And it just doesn't make any sense, but it happens all the time. And it's not something that you can just ignore at this point. I mean, it happens too often for you to keep telling yourself, we have time because you're going to regret it if in fact you don't, you know, and you just never know. You never know. Yeah. And and another thing I'll, I'll mention too, is because you're more likely to pass away, the older you are, the longer you wait, the more expensive the policy actually gets. So it's not only you're putting yourself at risk, but it's actually less expensive if you choose to get it when you're younger. It's a significant savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And this is why we have conversations like this with both of you, because 
trying to bring up this conversation to other people can be really uncomfortable, but by sharing personal stories that you both have been through, it will hopefully encourage that person to, you know, pick up their phone and make a call or go on their computer and look up day forward and figure out what is best for their family, you know, and that's why we do what we do because we are all about making sure that we're empowering families to have the best experiences possible, whether that be pregnancy, birth, postpartum, or death. So we, again, we're so appreciative of you both sharing your stories and and helping families day four. That's, that's amazing. And I want to ask Cheyenne, what do you wish you would have had after Gary had passed? Like, what would that coverage look like? My, for, he was in oil and gas international sales. And so he was, a gregarious and happy and amazing sales guy. So he was he was in the right field for his personality type. And he came, he brought home about $8,000 a month. And so what we were looking at was $4,000 every two weeks. And we had a lifestyle that matched that. And so it would have been, I mean, even if we had had half of that income, it would have been such a godsend for me because like I said, you know, we had a mortgage, we had two vehicles, we had our kids and, and a fancy little preschool, you know, we had all these things that you take for granted, um, really. And then you don't realize that when you lose that income, you lose it all, everything is gone. So yeah, I wish, I wish that we had had coverage that had looked like that, uh, um, that would have at least let me keep our brand new house that we had just moved into that would have at least let me keep my kids in the school that they loved that would have at least allowed me to buy groceries and keep the gas and the lights and the water running, you know, like it would have been life changing for us. So yeah, it would have made a big difference. Yeah. And it sounds like having that twice a month check rather than a big lump sum also would have been just another thing to take that breath of, oh, it's going to be okay. And I don't have to worry about managing X amount of dollars and figuring out how long that'll last us. Well, and that you bring up a good point because my, after Gary died, my friends did a GoFundMe. And so they raised about $50,000 for me to make ends meet. And I have been so grateful. It was, it's really the only thing that kind of kept us floating for a long time, but it was also incredibly stressful looking at that bank account dwindle every every month you know because I had to use it for emergencies or to supplement our income or pay a bill that I didn't expect or you know my son had to go to the emergency room three months after his dad died because he had an asthma attack and then I, I had no we didn't have any insurance anymore no health insurance so everything I was paying was out of pocket so we had this I don't know, I think it was like a $7,000 ER bill that I had to find a way to pay for. Like, and every month that little, that $50,000 got smaller and smaller and smaller. And that in and of itself was so stressful. So yeah, having that steady bi-monthly income would have taken so much weight off my shoulders because lump sum payments just, they go away unless you're putting more money into it, <laughs> they go away eventually and it goes fast. 
That's so true. Oh, so yeah, obviously, Aaron, thank you for what you guys have created for families because that's going to really give families that just peace of mind and comfort after going through something so tragic. Because like Cheyenne said, we want families to be able to mourn, not mourn for one second and then be in pure panic and horror of how am I going to survive? They don't even get that chance. So we're so grateful for what you guys um, are doing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So Cheyenne, what do you tell other women and mothers when talking about losing a loved one? And so what do you want our listeners to take away from today? What do you want them to know? I want them to know first and foremost that you are not alone. It is one of the most isolating experiences to lose your person, to lose the love of your life, as the case may be. It You just, it rocks your world and you feel very, very alone, like nobody could understand what you're going through. And so I want to encourage you that you are not alone. There are people out there that have walked this path before you, and we are waiting with open arms to help you get through it. I also want you to know that you're going to be okay, and that you need to ask for help, that you need to rely on people for support, that you need to let people take care of you, because people want to take care of you. And then when you're ready, start planning for the future, whatever that might look like for you. But you need to go ahead and and get prepared because now it's even more important that your kids are taken care of and, and that your life is taken care of. So grieve and heal and let people love you and then start moving forward because that's all you can do. Love that. Love that. And for the families who are fortunate enough not to lose their loved ones, I really encourage listening to this and taking this to heart and doing the right, doing the steps necessary, having the hard conversations so that you can feel more prepared. Yeah. So, and Aaron, what what do you want families to know and take away from, from today's episode? So first I, w- I would share a lot of, a lot of what's been said before and that it's just so important when I was thinking about what company I wanted to start next, I wanted to do something that made a really big societal impact, something that could really impact the lives of, of millions of families. And what really struck me as so important, especially in the pandemic era that we're in, so many people struggle with their financial security and their financial fu- and their financial future. And ev- I believe that every family should have the means to raise their children to have a wholesome mm-hmm. life where they can set up to become successful. And just too many, that's just not the case for too many families in America. And so my hope in creating Day Forward is for this one part of the financial security puzzle that people get life insurance, Um, you know, hopefully through us, but if not through us, get life insurance from somebody because it's just so important. Families need to be protected, which is really the most important thing. So I really hope that if there's one thing people leave from this, that people do take that next step and make sure that their families are safe for the future. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, love that. You guys, this was so helpful. Thank you both for your time. This, again, is just a very real and serious conversation that we encourage more families to have. So we appreciate you both sharing your stories and answering our questions today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having me. 
Of course, of course. And for our listeners out there, to learn more about Day Forward, visit their website, dayforward.com, and their social pages at dayfwrd. That's at D-A-Y-F-W-R-D for more information. Our team will be posting today's episode on our Baby Chick Facebook page. So if you have any questions or stories of your own that you would like to share, please share them with us in the comments. And as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us an honest review. Thank you for tuning in and here's to preparing for a future that we hope never comes. Thank you.